What's up, guys? Justin here and Greg from Baseball and Whatever. We are here for episode 13, uh, which will be baseball. And this week we are going to now that we're in the dog days of summer, we thought maybe we <laughs> would uh, count down our top five summer themed movies, which is kind of vague and auspicious a little bit. But uh, I think it'll be fun. I think we got some different takes. Uh, there's a few that couldn't decide if it technically counted as a summer movie, even though it took place during the summer, but it was more of an action movie or more of a this or that. So we'll see. It doesn't really matter. But I think uh, if it I think if it contains one summer scene, it's yeah, then you're good. So right? yeah. there you go. Or so the that, word summer. There yeah. You go. <laughs> yeah. Or like a late spring, early summer. Late I don't spring, know. early fall. Yeah. Any release in summer. Oh, God, they're just five awesome movies. <laughs> yeah, that, that works, too. That works, too. So uh, after we get done with this episode, if you have any of your favorite summer themed movies you want to send us, feel free to do so. But uh, in the meantime, if you need to get a hold of us, you can on Instagram at baseball and whatever Twitter at baseball and what email us at baseball and whatever at gmail.com. We also got a couple of emails this week, so Greg will have to read those. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash baseball and whatever. And we now uh, because I was bored the other day being on summer vacation and finished with grad school. I built us a website, so uh, it's free. So it's the, I believe the URL is baseballandwhatever.weebly.com. And on there is just another place where you can find all of our videos, a little bit about what we're doing. I think the most recent uh, audio podcast is up there just because I can't embed the, uh, the old ones on there. But uh, so, yeah, so get a hold of us on any of those places. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, that's all I got. So, Greg, you want to you want to throw it to the emails and see what the people have said about our Simpsons countdowns from last week? I think that has gotten a lot of positive response because has, we've gotten yeah. feedback, probably more feedback than. Uh... Than than ever, before. Than ever before because the sims let's face it everyone loves the sims so. yeah but really quick justin did you start a question of the day or a question oh, of the yeah. week i think that's some stuff we'll be getting into yeah, later but yeah. uh, so i was i saw uh, that little i was i was away in michigan the past couple of days so i happened to see that on twitter we had we had recorded yeah but uh justin uh recorded a uh uh question that we'll get to but yeah, uh, i, I, I kind of like that idea i, I definitely figure... chimed in yeah, but uh, it's a good uh, it's it, it was a good question. So uh, we will uh... at the time uh, it was right before the Cubs, you know, the wheels completely fell off the car. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just, you know, I was like, ah, you know, we want to get more feedback from people. So I just kind of put a question out there, made a little video. I think I even put it in our podcast feed because I know our father in law. I saw him this week and he goes, oh, you guys got a new episode. I go, oh, no, it's only two minutes. It's just a question that we're trying right now. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that, but I'm thinking maybe each week, you know, one of us will come up with some question and we'll put it out there and then we'll get some feedback before we record. So we'll see. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll stick with it. Maybe we won't, but, uh, having oh, some think, extra free time now, I'm trying to come up with new stuff to do. So I think if you don't have one for uh, next week, Justin, I think I might have one in the works. So All right, uh, I'm be game. on the lookout for that. Yeah. But anyway, so if you don't, if you don't remember last week, uh, was it last week we did our top yes. five. Uh, Simpsons characters. Now yep. we kind of stuck to more of the supporting characters and left the main five out of it, mm -hmm. um, just for a little more uh, variety there. And we got some pretty good, pretty good uh, feedback on that. So we had a couple people chime in here. So first we have Trent on Facebook uh, reached out to us, and 
Um, I think these are in order from one to five. five yes, to one, I believe so. Yeah, they're one to five. Okay, but either way, I mean, there's like we said before, there's really not any uh, wrong answers there. So Trent writes in. Hold on, let me close this. I don't know what this popped in my computer. <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries. Okay, so we have Trent's uh, one to five. Chief Wiggum. Good choice. <laughs> Good call. Good choice. Comic book guy who had on my list. Groundskeeper Willie. And on my list, Krusty the Clown and, of course, Apu Nahasapima Petalon. And I like the fact that he actually spelled all that out on the Facebook comment, too. Yes, he did. Oh, Trent Trent must be hardcore. He's a go-getter. Absolutely excellent choices, Trent. Um, Honorable mentions. He listed a few. Ned Flanders and Principal Skinner. You can't go wrong with any of those characters. not at all. Great moments. So, uh, uh, going to the email, uh, Ashley chimes in. And look at that number one, just like you, Justin Millhouse. Millhouse, good choice, good choice. <laughs> and then she got number two, Mo, followed by Ned Flanders, Chief Wiggum, and Nelson. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And then uh, Tiffany also writes in on the email, and she listed her. Uh, she broke it five, down, male, yeah. Males and female. Well, Tiffany is a very uh, hardcore Simpsons fan. Okay, and uh, excellent, uh, excellent with the quotes and lines of the Simpsons. So Tiffany writes in. Uh, We'll start with the male. She goes, Mo, Chief Wiggum. Mole Man. <laughs> Mole Man, great call there. Uh, Ralph, another excellent call. Nelson Bunce. And for females, this is pretty good. Uh, for the first one, she she wrote, uh, got Patty and Selma. Good mm-hmm. call there. Edna Krabappel. Cookie Kwan. Yes, that's a deep cut, but I like it. Right <laughs> You're there. Exactly. The Cat Lady and Miss Hoover. A couple of teachers in there. You know, Tiffany yes. works in the education profession. So I'm sure I can she could definitely that. appreciate the teachers. And I'm sure you could too, Justin. Totally, totally. That 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 portrayal of them might be too accurate at some points, being a teacher in a public yes. school. So yes. I'm sure you can side with that uh, many times. <laughs> I know. I was looking up for, um, I can't remember what I was looking up for, but it was something. It was a gif of superintendent chalmers and it, it it was like seymour the kids are getting uglier and uglier every year like, <laughs> this made me it just made me laugh you know <laughs> nothing no no uh no truth to that of course but uh, i just i love that you know skinner gets blamed for the children's looks now too so <laughs> but uh yeah and the other thing in this is complete coincidence i started reading last week um a book that erica got me for i think it was for my birthday or it might have been for Christmas. I can't remember now, but it was called Simpsons Confidential. And one of the writers, mm. one of the original writers, and he was also the showrunner for a couple of years. His name's Mike Rice. Mm-hmm. He uh, he wrote this book explaining what it was like to be there from the beginning, the the fighting with some of the producers in the beginning, leaving uh, and then coming back and, and just kind of what it's been like to go go from zero to 30 years uh, from the eyes of one of the writers and producers. So it was a really cool book. If you have any interest in The Simpsons, I highly recommend it. It was a really easy read, just a lot of fun. Uh, and you can t- definitely tell the guy's a, a writer because he tried to make it pretty funny. So there's some good, <laughs> uh, awesome. good, good trivia in there, though, too. Like they they talked about how a lot of the background characters that if they eventually didn't want to write for them anymore or just didn't think they were any good, they killed them off. And that's why, you know, like some of the early seasons, I think, is it uh, there's there's like the psychiatrist that they see in the first season. I can't remember his name where they're all shocking each other. You remember? Yes. You know, oh, is it Marvin Mar- something? Marvin something. They're like, oh, yeah, we didn't like writing for that character. So we killed him off. I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. that's right. So, he, just, so, he, he never came back. Yeah, he's just dead. After so, that, so. But uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty good book. So highly, uh, highly check that out. It's called Simpsons Confidential. Uh, yeah, pretty good. 
Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for writing in your top fives and feel free to send in those top fives at yeah, any time. It doesn't just, we'll read them, you know, whenever keep they coming. come in, we can always go back to the Simpsons here. So, oh yeah. Yeah. There's always uh, time for Simpsons talks. So. Great stuff. Great stuff. All right. Well, uh, we'll get into the baseball talk here. We got the White Sox um, who are still, you know, riding high. Things are going well. Uh, I guess the big news, t- was it today or yesterday that broke, Greg, that Eloy is starting his class A uh, yes. rehab assignment? And I think he was quoted as saying he plans to be back either within a month or by the end of the month. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, so, yeah, he's starting his rehab assignment at uh, Winston-Salem uh, single A. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I think he was he he was quoted saying, oh, I feel 110 percent. No, I mean, 200 mm-hmm. percent. And uh, good he thing felt Ron, better before he was injured. Right. Right. It was like good thing. Ron Swanson didn't hear that because <laughs> according to Ron, uh, if only idiots say they give 110 <laughs> percent. So uh, not sure what I think about that, Eloy. But yes, start your rehab assignment. Yeah. Get back on the field. Get back to the bigs. We need you, big guy. Yeah. So very encouraging news after. Well, you know, the devastating injury that was in spring training and we're like, oh, there goes the season. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and now he's on the way back. Um, so, you know, Godspeed and, you know, good minor league rehab stint and just get back to the big league club because, you know, we're still dropping like flies up. They uh, are you know, up here. It's, and, it's you know, definitely a cause for concern. I'm sure you know the news by now, but Grandal, you know, with the calf IL four to six weeks, he had the surgery. Oh. This is our fourth key starting position player has gone down that will miss significant time. Now, he he is expected to return um and and, you know this season Mm because he said you know the injury what still four to six weeks he'll only be on the 10 day i mean for you know they'll keep putting him on there but um right so and he was you know i I was ragging on him the last couple episodes you know because you know he wasn't (laughs) wasn't yeah just had the on base that was it right but then susie said i mean the power started heating up a little bit he started mashing the ball and no one else was and now he's hurt Right. So it's just like when it rains, it pours, you know, it's another one, another one. So now we are the first place White Sox and we are our catching staff is Zach Collins and Zebby Zavala, who I I'll be honest, folks. I know who he is. Okay, I forgot about his ass. I'll be (laughs) perfect. I know he had a drink of water here in like 2018 or uh 29. Okay, so he's been in the organization for a little while. He's been on the 40 man for a couple years now. Okay. He was, you know, getting played. He played like what before his call up was like eight or nine games or something. I don't know if he got recorded a major league hit. I don't know if he's recorded a minor league hit to be uh, perfectly honest. He's he's a defensive guy, but, you know, before, before, I mean, which, which is okay. But, you know, we, we need someone to replace Grandal here. It yeah. seems like now if, yeah. if it's I mean, if we're we're still we still have a good lead in the division here, but we need to keep that afloat. And our attention is sh- sort of shifted. I'm like, OK, for we had that second base, you know, issue was like, oh, should we get Eduardo Escobar and Frazier, blah, blah, blah. And I was right. like, shit, who's going to play catcher? So because yeah. I mean, we got Zach Collins, but he can't really hit and he can't. He's like a, he's like a big. His 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 thing is like past balls. Yeah, you know he'll call the pitch. He's like, oh yeah, throw bury that curveball in the dirt. 
and then to get and then it gets by him. So, yeah, it's not I a good look. I don't I don't think that is a very good a very good thing. So I don't know what to do here about about catcher if we can survive with these two boneheads until Grandal gets back. I don't know. It's you know, we might have to start, you know, Rick, you might have to get on the horn here and see if there's a guy available. So do you think he'd be willing to do that? Or do you think he's just going to buy his time until Grandal comes back? Well, since Grandal, I mean, you, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's, we're in the situation right now where you almost, you have to do your due diligence, excuse For me, sure. can't say that. And you have to, I mean, this, this might, this might be our shot, you know, so we, we kind of have to get our, we kind of have to, you know, at least keep an open mind about that yeah. because um, we just can't have all these, we're surviving right now with just calling up our young guys, you know, like our Gavin Sheets and Jake Burgers. Um, to kind of fill voids, kind of fill spots in the lineup here. And, you know, that's fine. But in the long run, when we start playing some of these better teams, that's not really, that might not translate over where we might need a professional bat. Yeah. So it's going to be needed at some point. So we got to look at second base and now we have to look at catcher. So I was looking at some possible replace, some possible guys out there. I'm sure you have too. We all heard the, you know, rumor. Well, it's not, I can't even call it a rumor. It's just all speculation, just possible candidates on taking teams. You know, the first person that comes to mind is Yachty or Molina, but he's having a a shit year. And it's like, Oh, we'll be a Tony, you know, Tony guy. Yeah. Yeah. Reunite with Tony. Like, no, I want his little Pete Tony people (laughs) on this team, you know, just, no, just keep him away. He's, I mean, if he if he was having if he was hitting the ball better, yeah, fine. Because we're yeah. looking we're looking for offense, right? Here. Yeah. We need a bat. If if it was Yadier Molina, say right. five years ago, that'd be a big difference. Oh yeah, totally. And the defense is still solid, still there. Obviously, but you know, we yeah. need excuse me, we need the bat. Um, one interesting thing though is like there's this guy because I know there's been talk around Adam Frazier. You know, he's a big trade target. He's yes. he's under um. He's under control for a couple more years, but the Pirates also have this catcher. Is it uh, Jacob Stallings? I've heard uh, that's the having name. a pretty solid. You know his his numbers are pretty solid. I mean they're nothing like that. You know really pops at you, but you know they're pretty pretty good pretty good hitting catcher, and he apparently works well with the pitching staff. Okay, so that could be an interesting thought. Maybe if we get like some sort of maybe explore pack. Maybe just. You know, just look at the pirates, get a, a Frazier stalling thing. I mean, that's going to cost a lot. Yeah, that but, would be cool, man. But I mean, those are those fill two huge needs. I mean, a solid hitting catcher to, and then he can just back up Grandal when he comes back. What do do what you will with Collins? I mean, when we right. come to that time, we need to win. And then you know, Adam Frazier is the starting second baseman for the NL All Stars. Set for a, a while, yeah killer season got some depth right there even down the road so that's kind of interesting but i I think too it depends like if if and i mean by all accounts it sounds like this is the case but i mean if they're if rick Khan and in reinstorf are saying okay and kenny williams i guess for that matter too if they're saying okay this is our year this is our best shot you kind of gotta have to go for it then right like if it means losing a few really good prospects in hopes of getting some of these guys to kind of plug the holes at this point what do you what would you recommend that greg or what do you think well i think i definitely would recommend that because that's just <laughs> that's just kind of the way we're gonna have to that's yeah. just that's just our window to win right now i mean right. this might be 
I mean, teams talk about, you know, I mean, even with the Cubs sustained success and it just didn't work and they're not <laughs> I was the only say, yeah. you know what? They're not the only, no, ones. they're not. It's very, very hard to do. And this might be, this might be our year. And it's not, you know, this isn't, this isn't like the magical 2005 season. No. And we still pretty much have the same guys working the front office, albeit they're in different positions of power now. Right. But that season, I mean, our off season guy was oh, Jeff Blum, who who turned out to be a postseason hero. Yes. But that's all that's all we that's got. all it was, that's yeah. all Ozzy wanted. Yeah. I mean, Bobby Jenks was a waiver claim and then they called him up. Like nowadays you look at that, if that team were just stocking them, I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of luck involved with that yes. season. There was a lot of talent. There was just the right guys in the right place. This season's very different. You got to look at it different. This team lacks depth and this team lacks health. Yes. So that's a bad a very, combination it, to be it lacking too. It's uh it should be a very different approach where if we got a good division lead, we got to start thinking about beating up on other teams, you know, securing that postseason spot. And we need bats in the lineup. We need, you know, plenty of guys because, you know, I hate to say it, but we might not be done with the injuries here. Angle might go down yeah. again. Another key guy could go down again. And then what are you going to do? You know, White Sox are there with their pants down yeah. and, you know, nothing, nothing doing. So, you know what, you know, trades. Yeah. You Sometimes you, a good trade is gonna, you know, it's just gonna be like, oh, you know, you, you, it's a double edged like sword, right? Price, right. Exactly. Like you got the piece that you should need that should work, that, you know, the move, the right move to make, and it's gonna cost you. But, you know, at least you can say that, you know, you try to go all, you know, in for this season. So, right. What it'll right. cost, I don't know. It might, it might cost you a guy in the big league roster. It might cost you some of your higher prospects. Higher prospect. But, yeah. That's the price. Um, mm. I mean, you guys know where the role is Chapman. Yeah. Labor tours and everything, even though he's kind of been on. The, he's having a rough season. He lately, is, yeah. but, you know, still a really talented player and everything. But that's that's the price you pay for. Right. And, and I feel like what kills me is when you listen to like sports radio or even on like Twitter and stuff and you hear these guys complain, we should have never traded Labor Torres. I'm like, you know what? We got a World Series out of that trade. So yeah. I'm not even upset about that one. It's yeah. the, it's the moves that came after that. Right. Were just, you know, head scratchers right. but yeah you know i mean in fairness too in hindsight yeah it does kind of like i said there is that sting a little bit like yeah. oh yeah we got that world series and that's oh yeah what matters. but yeah you know what that's that's what a that's what a key trade like that is you know it could really kill you down the line white Sox could send away you know a jared kelly or you know yeah. even like a guy like crochet or even burger now well yeah um, and then they could turn out to be really really solid and be like ah, you know but we did what we had to do so what's uh what's your take on burger so far on the on the big league roster do you think there's something yeah. there or what do you think i you know what i think i'm at i'm still in kind of like that quote-unquote cinderella period with him okay because I don't know if you know this guy's story, Justin, but this I know guy he got hurt twice, pay, right? Yeah, I mean, he this guy was the number one pick back in 2017, and he's okay. battled injury after injury. He was in independent ball during, you know, at some point, you know, low level minors, and you know, just kept getting hurt, and you know, thought about you know quitting and everything, and then he just, you know, he is just one of those guys that persevered through everything and rose back and finally made it. I I never thought we'd see him. No, you know, well, I, I mean, I remember I just saw one of those first first round draft picks. It'd be like, oh, you know, just 
kind of like a pick we blew then because a yeah. guy that was talented but just couldn't stay on the field. Well, he and he ruptured. He what was his Achilles? No, his his heel. Well, I don't remember <sighs> what he. It was something with his foot, right? You know, I've listened to so many interviews with him, and I can't remember. I can't remember what the actual injury was. I just remember of all the rehabbing and all the you know the depression and stuff he had to go oh, yeah. to make it back so it takes a toll whatever on yeah whatever it was i mean it was it was pretty bad the injuries the mental part of it i mean you just felt for the guy and to see him here finally you're like shocked He's here yeah but you know it's like it's amazing so you know what i hope he you know i hope he sticks around because you know if he's hitting the ball you know why not we we could yeah. use it so yeah. It, same with same with Gavin Sheets. So it looks like uh, Berger ruptured his Achilles in 2017, and then ruptured mm-hmm. it again in 2019. That's, in 2019, was, okay, yeah, injury, I know, yeah. know it happened twice. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so. it's good for him. I mean, I, I also appreciate the fact that they called him up and said, "Hey, we need you to play second. And yeah, not a second baseman by by nature, right? He's a third baseman. I He's believe. a third baseman. Yeah. Um, yeah. and obviously, I mean, that's blocked. You're not going to get. Yuan Moncada's spot, you know, on most right. days in the lineup, and, and, and you don't really want kind of you blocked, don't really want so. Yohan playing second either. No, so no. So, so no. I mean, good for him. I mean, they they sent uh, Yermin down. They called up Berger. You know, I, I think the other probably the biggest thing that I think you were most excited about was Adam Eaton was DFA'd this week. I I can't believe it. I can't believe they did it. <laughs> I can't believe they ate the money on the guy they love. And you know what? Okay, so rewind to the offseason, the previous right. offseason. Yeah, we all knew Adam Eaton was out there. Oh, it's just it, lurking not, like Jaws. Not, not a chance that would ever happen. I mean, there's Marcelo Zuna, there's Michael Brantley, there's Nick Cod, there's all these guys out there. I don't think Costion was one of them, actually. But, you know, there are plenty of, you know, guys. I mean, Springer, you know, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I there's Adam Eaton name, you know, sitting look at the bottom of the list. You got to scroll to like the second third page. I always always love looking at the free agents and everything and, you know, making all the predictions and all that. And I looked at him. It's like, son of a bitch. Rick Hahn likes him for whatever goddamn reason. Yeah, I don't think No one get else that. likes him. Well, I was going to say, like his teammates don't like him. His teammates him. didn't Rick like him because wasn't he one of the ones the last time he was on the team, he was in the, you know, Drake LaRoche camp about we need Drake LaRoche. He's a leader in this clubhouse. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why a teenager is the leader of a clubhouse. That doesn't make a whole like lot a of sense. Teenager, that was Adam Eaton's just shit for brains. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't even Sounds think like the it. guys. I mean, even Gordon Beckham was on the air saying, "Yeah, he really didn't." He said, "Yeah, he was a spark plug." Not like, "Oh, I really like the guy. He's a good friend." Or, yeah, there's nothing really positive had, yeah, about no, his attitude. Nothing yeah. really, nothing really there. And you know what? That's fine if you're that guy and you're producing but yeah adam eaton you know he was hot to start the year and then just you know after that just fell off yeah. up the rest but anyway so yeah they signed him you know I, you remember me i was oh you I were pissed livid. i was yelling at Vinny because I was, I was talking to Vinny about it months ago i was like hey you know i wouldn't put it past the white Sox, you know to re-sign adam he's like oh god no they'll never do that yeah. it's like well god i hope you're right but you know I think it's like it's like that thing where you like you know your team, you know the little shitty things they're gonna do, and sure enough, it happened. But you know, lo and behold, he's gone. And you know, I didn't think it would happen. Normally, the team doesn't DFA guys that have major league contracts like that. But hey, it's the right move. He's not producing, not doing anything for you. Yeah, no, so, you're you're exactly right. I, I mean, mean it's, it's so weird too because 
<laughs> the day before he's like in the leadoff spot, <laughs> you know, in the lineup. And then the next day he's gone. So yeah, like what, what, what is going on? I just here? He, makes was... a, he makes a really nice catch in the Detroit series, but you know, at, other than that, you know, nothing. I so. thought it was so funny. I want to say it was MLB.com. I believe don't quote me on that, but I believe, and it was, they had an article. It was something along the lines of the white Sox just have, such a good problem that they're they're having to DFA good players now too, and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't qualify him as a good player. No, no, no. <laughs> no I don't. I don't know what that was DFAing all about. Any, we have we still have plenty of below average players on this team, and Adamine was one of them. And you know what? You just can't be carrying that crap right now. No, not if younger, you're a championship these, contender, right? If these younger bats like Sheets and Berger are going to be, you know, pieces for a little bit. Uh, I'd rather keep them on and then just, you know, dump the guy who's pissing off people in the clubhouse and, you know, not really producing on the field. So Which, if, Ad, if Adam Eden was producing, that'd be yeah, another story. I still, I still, you know, like, you know, it's like, oh, I still hate the guy, but, you know, at least, you know, the major league or postseason guy won a World Series exactly. on the team. There's got to be something to speak for that. But I was, no, I like was this. honestly kind of surprised because I know like LaRusse is more of a veterans first kind of guy. So I was surprised that they DFA'd eaten in favor of some of these young guys you know yeah it's got to be rick Hahn on that that's what i'm thinking just rick kind of uh you know stepping up saying (laughs) god damn it you know fuck it this is my team tony not yours yeah exactly 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 Uh, so well you know what hey good good for uh good for the socks i mean they're still hanging in there i think uh i mean they're you don't have anything to worry about from the bottom of the division. I mean, Cleveland's still kind of just sitting there. Yeah, what, like what seven or eight games? Seven or eight. So, I mean, the lead's growing. I think. I think that'll yeah. be good. You know, uh, Cleveland's been on a really rough losing streak. They have. I think they lost they like have. nine of the last ten or something like that. So it's like they have. Just keep beating Cleveland people because <laughs> keep, keep losing. So yeah, I mean, I, we'll see what happens. You got any other tidbits you want to mention about the Sox before we move on? Uh. No, I think I covered everything I wanted to say. Okay. So uh, I know there was that brief Bob Nightingale tweet about the Trevor Story stuff. I don't yeah. know if that one's happening. Well, they would have to move him to second base too, right? Because he's he, a shortstop. They would, they would move. Yeah, they would move him to second base. I'm like, can we? I just take Adam Frazier <laughs> to be perfect. Yeah. Because then I, I get the lefty also. So yeah, I'm kind. And Trevor Story is not having the greatest year. I know he's in the home run derby, but he's not yeah. having the greatest year. He's having Colorado, a rough season. So. Yeah, I wasn't sure what to make of that. I feel like Bob Nightingale, half the stuff he says, I take with a grain of salt. Yeah, you can't really, you know. I mean, he's been on with some stuff and then other stuff. It's like, did you just, where did you get this from? Because it makes yeah, no and sense. On, on, a, on an actual possibility, you know, he's actually wrong. I'm like, yeah, Trevor Story. I still, t- don't get me wrong, I still take him. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. That's, a, that's an upgrade over a lot of guys we have on the team. Yeah. Um, but then there was a whole LaRusso stuff at the beginning of the year. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, not a chance. Not we a all chance. know how that turned out. So, yeah, that uh, was Bob Nightingale. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, to go from something exciting like the White Sox to the bottom of the barrel, the car oh, has no. driven Here off the cliff. Go imploded on impact uh and then exploded <laughs> no again no survivors <laughs> the panic button has broken there's nothing left this team is 
we can't we can't identify the bodies (laughs) oh god would you want to at this point probably not so matter right (laughs) let's talk about the cubs so uh coming into this week they had their 10 game losing streak uh i think they were on the eighth game or seventh game of that losing streak when i filmed that question of the week little video on youtube Mm -hmm. they won one game last night against the phillies and i saw people were starting to get optimistic again and it's like why they're not gonna win they're not going to go on a run. This team does not have it in them, A, and B, they're not built for a run to 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 rally off five or six wins in a row and then lose one and ra- rally off another five or six. Um, they won their one game, then they lost again tonight, eight to nothing to eight the Phillies. So shut out. Yeah. Th- these losses, they're not even close. Like, I saw a stat. They said, oh, Eric Sogard has pitched in five games. Eric Sogard is a backup second baseman. He should not have <laughs> pitched in more than one game if you're going to really do the whole you t- are, uh, you know, hitters pitching for fun when the game's out of hand. So the fact that he's had to pitch five times on top of Rizzo pitching two or three times, it's like, come on, this isn't a stat you really want to have in your, in your, uh, toolbox there. But, um, so the, the question I asked to the, to YouTube, to Twitter, I think I even put it on Instagram and I put it on our Facebook page was at this point, should the Cubs sell? Now this was, th- uh, what three or four games ago, what yeah. should they do? What, res- and then, you know, what responses <clears throat> did we get from the audience? So, uh, Greg H on Facebook responded. He said, unfortunately, yes, it's too bad. Their key players had minor injuries during the stretch. It's also bad that their contact guys have been out much longer. Duffy and Horner are necessary when you have guys that strike out two to three times per game. And I think that's exactly right. I think when Duffy was still kicking and, uh, so was Horner, the team was rolling a little bit better because you had these contact guys that could get on, get on base. And then you had the, the big thumpers bring them home. And, and otherwise, if you don't have any contact guys, none of these guys are getting on base because it's either strike walk or, or home run and that's it. So I don't know. It's, it's just frustrating to say the least. Why is, why would I sorry. I was looking at the, before we recorded Justin, I was looking at the Cubs lineup for tonight. Yes. And that this is, I, I know exactly know, what I you're going to say. I haven't checked in on the lineups, you know, in a couple, cause with all the losses and everything, I'm like, Oh God, but, what is going on with this? This looks like a like a 2017 yeah, White Sox. It looks lineup. like an inner squad game from the um from it looks like spring training. To go over quick, so we had Peterson leading off, playing left, Patrick Wisdom at third, Rizzo at first, Hayward batting cleanup and right. Which is a where bit did, why. Why is did, he anywhere near the top of the lineup? But it's another story <laughs> for another day. Where did they get when since when is Robinson Chirinos a cub? Did I they literally something? signed him like a day or two ago because they are so bad on on uh, backup Jeez. catchers now? Because Jose Lobaton is out for the season, I think, and he was right. like their fourth backup. So yeah. So then we got some guy Ortega. Yeah, and which then, I had to do a double take because I I couldn't even remember who he was, who Ortega was, but uh, yeah. It's uh, we had Horner batting seventh. That, yes, where he's is that where you want to hit Horner? I don't no. know how he's been doing, he's, but, uh, but I mean, he's your contact like, guy. What, why, why, yeah, why is he all the way down at seven? Why That's is like Hayward batting Renteria Anderson BS? Yeah, why, I hell, I would even take a swap of Horner and Hayward, even though Horner's not a power guy, have him bat fourth, and hopefully, he can bring somebody in. But and then you got Sergio Alcantara playing short, and then Adbert at batting nine so I'm, yes. I'm looking at this lineup i'm like this lineup feels very this doesn't look like a cubs you know lineup no, this kind of looks like a ugh. and i know they've been you know losing a bunch of games Baez and, and brian are both day-to-day again so. right this is all kind of like a 
this is all just kind of like a mop up the year of sort of lineup. It, it is. Like, it's so. it's going to be a long, long mm-hmm. rest of the season. And like I said, unfortunately, you know, they're going to start selling and, and a lot of these big name guys that, you know, have some ability aren't going to be on the team, I would imagine. I mean, um, I thought it was funny. Our buddy Dave, he he commented on our Facebook post. He said, uh, had the Cubs kept Darvish, re-signed Schwarber and then re-signed Nick Castellanos, <laughs> who I would have loved Nick Castellanos. I, I still don't understand that one. Why did they did what happened? I, whatever happened with him in the Cubs? They just the, the Reds signed him. Yeah, the Reds signed the Cubs, him. I don't Cubs didn't want to pay him. I don't, yeah, they didn't want to pay him. I don't know if they really ever offered him a fair market value contract I offer either. Remember, yeah. Oh god. So he he goes on to say, you know, if they would have done those three, signings, three, three all stars. I'm sorry, Dave. Oh, just no, that's fine. three all Dave just listed three all stars right there, by yeah. the way. So. Yeah, pretty much. Um, he said if they would have resigned those and not resigned Arietta, which I could have told them that Arietta was a nightmare. Uh, the Cubs <laughs> yeah. would probably not be in this mess again, but here they are just a few years after their championship run. So, yeah. Uh, and then we, we can't forget the, the third musketeer of our three musketeer podcast here. Vinny wrote in on this question as well. Uh, Vinny, hope you're doing well. He said, Chris Bryan is probably the only field player slash batter that you're going to sell right now. Um, Andrew Chaffin and Kimbrell are two bullpen pieces you could probably get a good return for. Kimbrell has one more year left of control, so he's probably your best bet to get a good haul. The Cubs need prospects that are closer to MLB ready, which is nothing like what they got in the Darvish trade. That was what was probably so upsetting for most Cubs fans. Is, yeah, yeah, those guys are really them. far away. Yeah, I mean, they weren't even like top picks so or, no. you know, or top prospects, so... It's just uh it's just a mess. Thank you to those three guys for uh adding to the uh question of the week here that yeah, we did. All but good stuff, all really good stuff. Right yeah, there. it's just I feel like you know, there was a certain road you could have taken to stay contenders, and the Cubs literally did have everything the opposite of that. And and again, I know hindsight's 2020, Schwarber's having a great year. He's hurt now, though, um, mm-hmm. which is a shame. But uh yeah, he he's he's doing his normal typical year, which really Cubs could have used. I mean, Jack Peterson, we looked up their stats a couple of weeks ago. They weren't that great. I mean, comparable, but not there. He's not getting on base as much as Schwarber was. You know, Castellanos has been having a great couple seasons for the Reds, you know, so good for him. And and like Vinny said, Bryant is probably the best bet in terms of a positional player to get you somebody back. But mm-hmm. he's having a he, I know he messed up his hand sliding back head first into second base. Right. Which he hurt himself really bad doing that before. It's like, come on, learn from your mistakes. This isn't that difficult but uh i don't know it's it's a bad place to be a cubs fan right now that is for sure the losing streak is just oh my god just absolute just absolute you know and i'm not (laughs) i'm not i'm not one for conspiracy theories but i think it's kind of funny that since mlb has gone into the um you know regulating the substances yeah their bullpen is a joke right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they had one of the best bullpens in the league. Now that could right. also be because of being overworked. So I, I, I say that with a grain of salt, but yeah. um, you know, besides Kimberl and Andrew Chaffin, everyone else now has been a nightmare. They, nobody can get anybody out. So right. it's, it's just a nightmare. Uh, the other thing I thought was funny is D Gordon was, we, you know, the last couple of weeks we've been asking, where is D Gordon? Why isn't he been called up? Cause he signed a, he's not uh, on the team anymore. Not anymore. Nope. So he, he uh, apparently was playing in Iowa uh, this whole time. Uh, he has now opted out of his contract. So he is no longer Cubs property. Uh, he was hitting 233, 270 on base and a 310 slugging 
with a three <laughs> a three percent walk rate and a seventeen percent strikeout rate in AAA Iowa. So Ooh. maybe his best years are well behind him. So wish <laughs> him the Pittsburgh- best of luck. So is this is this like is this going to be Adam Frazier's replacement pretty much? Because isn't D Gordon a second baseman? He, is. he tried to play he the is. outfield with the Mariners, but yeah, that it didn't, didn't go work. so hot. So Pirates are ready to deal Frazier. So D Gordon sign up D Gordon. Be, that's so that's why he opted out. So heck, he can play at this Major point, I'd give him Ian Happ, and they can convert him back to a second baseman because he <laughs> is awful this season too. But he's always on the score, you know, hawking his coffee that he makes. So, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then the last thing I have for the Cubs before we can get to something way more positive and upbeat is that Arietta has been put on the injured list. I'm assuming the this is a phantom list. injury yeah. because uh, that kind of injured list. Greg, you know, I, I try not to get too upset about what players say, but did you hear his quotes the other day after his last uh, outing, his last pitcher pitching bleh, last pitchers outing? No, I didn't. He quoted as saying, I still have a lot left in the tank. Oh, yes, I did hear that. I did hear that. I have a lot left in the tank, and I'm a good pitcher. I still got it. This has just been a rough couple couple weeks. No, sir, you've been bad all season. You clearly don't have it anymore, which is fine. You've had a great career. You were instrumental in those three seasons with the Cubs when they were ramping up to the World Series. One of the longest stretches, stretches of dominance you'll ever see from a starting pitcher you know, in a, in a season Jake Arietta had. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's in the past. So it's, and it's oh, okay. Man. When you lose your stuff, you lose your stuff. So it happens. It, it happens to everybody. At some point, right? nobody is good at their job anymore. They get too yeah. old and, and, and especially in something that's a physical uh, endeavor like yeah. baseball, but don't, don't, don't get up there and tell me right. you still got it. You deserve a spot. Come exactly. On. And I'll always be a Jake Arietta fan, but sure. I mean, he is just not, you know, playing pitching uh, good baseball no. right now. So no, it's he's... not a sticky substance thing. It's nope. just no command is go- command is gone. So stuff isn't there anymore. So, so I know I saw that Trevor Williams is back <laughs> from his appendectomy. He will yes. be taking his spot, I believe, on Friday. Is it tomorrow? I want or Sunday. I can't remember which when his rotation oh, spots up sure, next, yeah. but it's either tomorrow or Sunday. So this weekend he will be pitching at some point. Hopefully, Mm-hmm. You know, he was a fun story in the beginning and then he kind of faded and then he got, you know, his injury with his appendectomy. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. But getting back to the, getting back to the sticky stuff really quick. Sure. Uh, some Sox fans were really saying, oh, looks like Giolito is really missing yes. his sticky stuff. They're turning right on him a little bit. And I'm just like, you know what? No, he's not missing the sticky stuff because he was bad before the sticky the stuff season, right? coming down. He is missing. He. You know, say what you will, but he part of this is missing his buddy James McCann. Sure. You know, I mean, there is there is that there is that comfort zone. There is that, you know, relationship with a pitcher and a catcher where James McCann, I think, brought the best out of him. That confidence level was there and that translated into pitch command. Right. Because the 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 pitches are still there. The stuff is there. The command is just, you know, there's just no confidence in what he's throwing anymore. And he's over. He's he's getting flustered a lot more easier now. Yeah. And I'm not saying this to bash Osmani Grandal or anything um, because he's a fine, he's a fine, you know, player. But I think McCann just had that that work, uh, that oh, relationship yeah. with him that yeah. I think Giolito was missing. And, you know, say, well, you got Ethan Katz there. I was like, that's a pitching coach. It's not the same. He's not with there on the field. He's not there, you know, in the room all the time going play by play, step by step. You know, it's a 
to game plan and everything. So I think that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying the sticky stuff isn't part of sure, it, you know, sure. because, you know, obviously the spin rates are down and everything. Was he using it? Probably. Was Donaldson right? Yeah, probably. Is Donaldson a dickhead? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know <laughs> what? Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's kind of, you know, this guy was our ace. And then, you know, you look at, you look at guys like Lance Lynn and Carlos Rodani, you're like, oh, thank God these guys. Thank are God those guys are there. Phenomenal yeah. Phenomenal seasons. Hopefully one of them gets to start the All-Star game. I don't know if it will. Yeah. I mean, it's not that big a deal, but it's just kind of nice to see your guys over there. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but yeah, just, uh, Lucas, you know, I really, really want to see this kid. I don't want to see this kid revert back to the old ways before he was I mean, a, on a solid on a pitcher plus side, his next contract. If he keeps pitching like this, you might get a little bit of a discount. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's I, not the I, only... I, I would have rather paid him the big money and him yeah. be awesome. But, oh, um, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. You know, dev definitely, you know what I was, I was really pulling for Yeah. Get him. Get him the contract, you know, get him, you know, get him one of those Rick Hahn deals. That's just like super awesome for the yeah. team or whatever. Yeah. But team friendly and good. Now to go. like, you know, I still am not pushing the panic button or anything. You know, I'm not like waving the white flag or anything. I'm just like, hey, just like, like to see him do a little better. Cause right now he's like the what third or fourth starter on the team. Uh, if right. we start the postseason today, you guys, you got Lynn or Rodon, you know, going one, two. So um but yeah just a just a little note just a little note on that one i don't think it's the sticky stuff i don't think it's all about the sticky stuff no no Um, you're right are you tired of saying sticky stuff because i am yeah yeah (laughs) i I think we can we can go forward from that one (laughs) um just i don't have too much from around you know the mlb uh we know that trevor bauer was put on on administrative leave yeah they just extended it right or something they extended it they canceled the trevor bauer um Bobblehead. Uh, Bobblehead night in LA. Yeah. Uh, I saw Rachel Lub- Lub- Lubna? Luba? Luba. Luba. L-U-B-A, I, 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 re- I was I kind of was looking into it because a couple of things I was reading, it was some other agent was was the one that was talking for him. Right, right. We he's got like co- yeah. he's got like co-agents. She is still his agent as well. So oh, she only handles like the cool stuff. Right? I guess you know, yeah. like the real public relations and crap yeah, like some that. maybe and the, and the, the brand. The Tre- yeah, the Trevor Bauer brand. Yeah, that brand might take a hit. Stuff. Yeah. So Ooh, yeah. We uh we will we will you know keep going with that. I have a feeling that the news on that's going to die down a little bit because of the investigation and then the possible court case that that comes after that. But we uh, will see. Um, I guess the only other thing I have is Greg. I'm kind of curious because I feel like I kind of go back and forth every year. Are you mm-hmm. planning to watch the All Star Game this year? Every year. Do you really? Every, every year? year. Every year. Home Run Derby All Star Game. Yeah. It's just always been a thing ever since I was a kid. So. Um, I, yeah. Am I saying it's an entertaining game by no. any means? It's probably one of the more boring games you will watch sure. uh, throughout the season. Um, but it's just, yeah, just nostalgia thing for me. Love the all-star game. Love seeing the guys out there. So uh, and I'm, they'll I'm all be in those the, dorky yeah, ass. Uh, yeah. Just I the game. You, like I said in the previous episode, I like the idea of an all-star uniform, you know, just kind of like, but just what they came out with just like awful. The, the, the two button things like, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll probably watch, I'll watch parts of the game. I usually don't stick around for the whole thing. The thing I always yeah. sit, I always make time to watch is the home run derby. I watch oh, yeah. that every year. Yeah. I got to get my Chris Berman fix of uh, back, 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 back. I feel, I feel like that's, you know, ESPN has him stored like cryogenically frozen. And then it's like, oh, home run derby. Oh, they I have gotta to unfreeze yeah. them and wheel them back out. So 
He's exactly. He's he's definitely aged, but good for him. He's still doing. I hope he's doing it. I haven't heard anything about him not doing it this season. But uh, did you um did you pick uh, they MLB.com did a bracket for Oh, did like, they? I'll have to I get mean they do that. it every year. I think you're right. I, mean, I think you're right. I think I picked. I like I'm excited that I lo- I really like all the the eight guys that are in the derby. I think it'll be a fun one. Uh, Otani will be interesting, man. That, yes. guy is, that guy's a monster. That guy does it all, dude. I, you know, when they first Angels first signed him a couple of years ago, it was like, really? You know, a dual player is going to do all yeah, that? Yeah, this he isn't is going to pan out. The, he is all that this year, man. Wow. He is oh, yeah. lighting it up like crazy. So good he's doing a book you never want them to you never want to see anyone get their swing messed up but you know it's part of it you know for the latter half of the right. season so um but just to see these guys mash you know especially in denver so uh yeah see some balls some good stuff. Uh, flying flying high so yeah you got shohei otani juan soto from the nationals salvador perez from kansas city pete alonzo from the mets joey gallo there's a name i haven't heard in yep. a while from texas that's the trevor, guy that might be traded too. the aforementioned trevor story that we talked about earlier matt olson mm-hmm. from the a's and i think this is probably the guy i'm going to pull for just because i know he's coming back from cancer and that's trey mancini from yeah. the baltimore orioles good call so, Good call. I'd like to see him. I mean, by all accounts, uh, from what I've read about him, he seems like a decent guy. Uh, yeah. And I still have a soft spot for the Orioles back from when I was a huge Cal Ripken fan. So I'll roll with that. We'll see what happens. But uh, hopefully it'll be entertaining. I think since they adopted the new rules, was it two years ago with the, um, you could, you know, taking a pitch or, or you only had so many minutes as opposed to outs that now. Right. I, right. I like that. Like, I felt that was way more engaging. It was a lot more fun to watch me personally. I mean, I know not everybody liked it, but uh, I enjoyed it that way. No, I agree. I like, I like the way they, what, what do you like better? The outs or the time limit? I like the time limit just because it keeps okay, it moving. Yeah. It keeps I'm it the moving. same way. Yeah. Keeps it, keeps it moving. Yeah, and, absolutely. With the then, one uh, break in between and all that. So. And then the guys don't get so tired in the later rounds, you know, because yeah. I always felt bad. The guy would hit like 25 home runs in the first round and then be too tired to hit anything else in the later. Exactly. In the, in the yeah. Round, no, I so. like what they did with it. So. So, yeah, so that's all I got for baseball. You got anything else before we move to the whatever section, Greg? Really quick on the Orioles, Justin. You hear about this guy, Cedric Mullins? The Orioles are such a kind of was a all star snub. Was it that guy? Yeah. Yeah. I I I heard about about that. Like, this guy is tearing it up. Well, you know, the all-star, you know, when you get the fan votes in as part of it for yeah, the start, I, you know, that's a popularity. Contest, I've never been so. a big fan of the fan voting for any all-star uh, game. Yeah, uh, no. So, yeah. So I just pulled up. He is the center fielder for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, he currently has 16 home runs, 34 RBIs, a 316 batting average, a 384 on base, and a 550 slugging percentage. So and no one knows about it because no one, he's on the Orioles. You yeah, know, I. I'll be honest. This is his fourth season in the league. I thought yeah. he was a rookie when I first heard his name. So um, this is obviously this is like his breakout year. Last year he he batted two seventy, had a three fifteen on base last year, um, but only had three home runs and twelve RBIs. Wow! Um, okay. But so this is kind of like his breakout season. But yeah, good for him. Uh, hopefully yeah. they keep him around and don't dump him somewhere. Right. Well, so. at least he made at least he made the team. So yeah. he's just yeah, not he's just not because uh, that'd not be a crime vote. without it. But um, yeah, so just want to give a shout out to him because yeah. you know he was a starter snub, um, you know for like who they get Judge Trout, Buxton, you know these yeah. guys. These guys, these guys are all hurt. So right, it's just the same, uh, same guys but, they uh, trot out every season. Right, know? just those names, right. which is good for the brand, but like maybe it's not because baseball's still suffering. But you know whatever. Yeah, we'll never see All Star game. <laughs> I I would agree. As long as it doesn't end in a tie, I think they'll be in good shape. But okay, you never yeah. know. 
just 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 end at some point <laughs> if i can stay awake i'll be honest turn it's exciting at first but towards the end of it you're like oh you probably want to fall asleep so, yeah yeah but not so. like this podcast just no of course this not podcast. this is you know the most exciting chicago area based baseball slash and anything else podcast uh, and some, demand, so. some might argue that our second half is uh they they enjoy more than they the enjoy first that half more. because there are only so many baseball fans but everybody everyone is a whatever fan that's so. right and everyone probably has a summer themed movie they enjoy so without further ado uh as we segue 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 into our whatever section <laughs> uh so we're going to talk about the, our top five summer movies um our criteria was pretty loose on this one Pretty much anything that's got, you know, that takes place during the summer in the movie or has scenes that are in the summer or maybe summer or it being summer is is um, important to the plot. I think that's kind of what we're going for, I think, overall. Right, Greg? I think that sounds good. OK. Yeah. All right. So I, I know I, it took me a little <laughs> while. I had a couple right away and then I, I kind of had to do a little research on other movies that I know I've seen before, but just nothing was coming to mind. So I'm kind of excited to see what you come well, up I with. Think as we're well. gonna, I, so we either. We're either going to have like really good variety here, or we might have the well. We're, I know exact, we're not going to have the exact same list. Yeah, but I, I, I'm I'm going to predict that we have at least two of the same right here. Okay. So, and I don't. I think we should just stick with our list. Like, if you call out number four and it's my number one, I think we're just gonna. I think we should just uh, stay with stay with the know, stay the with current. everything. Okay. So, that works for me. Um. So Leave yeah, the people in suspense a little bit. Little bit, little bit, so that I, we can always revisit it if one of us does mention it. So, yeah. but I'm really curious to see. We don't know what each other put down, so no. I'm really curious to see what uh, Justin put down because, like we said, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of you know, there's a wide range yes. of uh, possibilities yes. here. So, all right, well, Greg, why don't you kick us off? What is your number five summer themed movie? Well, <laughs> I know this one's not on your list. Wait, before I before we start, is there any James Bond movies that take place during the summer? Justin, I am so <laughs> glad you asked because okay. coming in at number five right here, making its second appearance on our podcast oh, man. because we did bring this movie up when we talked to Bill Koenig. If you remember, okay. we talked about the release date of Michael Keaton. Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also right. coming out that year in summer of 89 was the Timothy Dalton James Bond movie License to Kill, Ooh. which is number five on my list. All right. It finished. If you if you don't if you don't remember, Bill said it finished behind Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Woof. that year in its opening weekend. It was a bomb in the U.S. box office, although well received, uh, you know, more so internationally. Sure. Uh, very rarely a Bond movie comes out in the summer, but it does have summer themes. It take there's scenes in Key West. Oh, nice! You know, um, in South America, um, it opens in like the you know I think it opens in the Florida Keys or the Bahamas, um, and it's just one of those you know just just an outlier of a James Bond movie where it's just more of like a more of like a Miami Vice themed you know, drug bust revenge movie with the character of James Bond. And it's just nothing like anything you've ever seen hmm. before directed by John. I'm Glenn. intrigued. Total outlier. You know, if you watch the movie, Justin, you'd be like, I know that guy. That guy was in lethal weapon. I know that guy. That guy. A lot was of character. Actors. You know, all these character actors. Um, 
just a, a very young Benicio del Toro in that movie hmm. um, before he before he was big also. So um, one of my one of my favorite Bond movies. I don't know if it's one of my favorites, but it's definitely up there, top fifteen. But as far as a summer theme goes, yeah, absolutely, give me that movie. You know, any day, any day of the week. So Good no choice. way I could do a movie list without mentioning License to Kill. A good summer movie released July fourteenth. So Excellent. 89. Excellent. All right, my number five. A lot of minor '80s movies. Uh, not to not to spoil anything, but uh, my number five. I am a huge John Candy fan. Uh, mm-hmm. My number five is Summer Rental. Have you ever seen Summer <laughs> Rental, Greg? <laughs> a long time ago. I love. I, lo- I have not. <laughs> I did not see that movie really until probably about ten years ago. And now, anytime it's on TV, it's one of those movies where I just kind of I'm like, all right, well, I guess this is what I'm watching. So. Uh, the premise, you know, this family goes and rents a summer cottage that is a complete dump. It's literally right next to the beach. The walkway to the beach goes right past their, their front door. There's a bunch of, you know, beachgoers that are annoying. Uh, John Candy gets sunburn. Um, he messes up his leg. And then it all kind of turns into him um, working on how to sail. And it's him and Rip Torn, who plays a uh, oh my bar God, owner. That's right. Yeah. And uh, they they literally he takes him out of sail. Eventually, um, he ends up in a sailboat race against the guy that owns the house he's renting because he's kind of like a rich uh, asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's not it's not Shakespeare. It's nothing crazy, but it's just a fun. <laughs> it's I love John Candy. It's just a fun John Candy movie. And bonus points, he for some reason he wears a Blackhawks jersey to the beach almost every scene. So I don't know why. Don't know why he would wear a, a hockey oh, jersey. Oh, really? The beach, but he does. But uh, I think. I can't remember if the family's from Chicago. It's been a while I've, since I've seen it, but I know he was a huge hockey fan too. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, good so that's, call. that's yeah, my number I, five, Summer Rental. I haven't seen that movie, oh my God, probably since I was a kid. Yeah, you know? it's, it goes back. But yeah, I just remember <laughs> right. just some of the stuff that happens to him, you know, on vacation with the family and right. makes me think of how much of a nightmare it would be to go on a vacation like that. Uh, I think deal I, with that. I think, did I have that movie on a combo with like Cool Runnings or You something? probably did. You probably did oh, maybe like spies that, like us or something like that. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. maybe. Oh, gosh. Cool yeah. Running is another good movie, too. Good call. Good call. All right. So that's my number five summer rental. Greg, what is your number four? Number four. Now, I know, you know, if you saw this on Twitter, I may have picked another movie over this one as far as my favorites, but I am a big fan of the movie Independence Day. Oh, so good despite choice. What it, despite what some of you may think, I do love this movie. Uh, obviously, you know, takes place in the summer, aka Independence Day. So uh, Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, you know, aliens, that was everything I ever cared about as a kid. And you there, know, some, some ways as an adult too. I mean, there is vintage so many 90s Will Smith right there. Yes. So I got to say, you know, I love the, when uh, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum fly the alien craft to the moon. Oh yeah. Ship. And you know, they launch the nuke and they find out they're free. And then when they're trying to escape the whole back and forth right there yes. is just, you know, is just, it's just one of a kind right there. Jeff Goldblum recycling the must go faster. Yes. Will Smith, shut up, shut up, shut up. I mean, yeah. just, 
just hilarious. That, that, that movie, uh, and I think is it? Uh, is it Robert Delia? Is he the one that plays the general? I can't remember. Um, yeah, Robert Loja. Robert Loja. Thank yeah, you. I knew from, I had the name uh, wrong. Uh, what was the Tom Hanks movie? He was uh, big. He was yes, big. Thank you. Thank so yeah, you. that that's that's a great one. That would have been one of my. That was one of my uh, one of my. Um, What's it called? Honorable mentions. Honorable yeah, mentions. I, I loved that movie. I remember the first time. I didn't see it in theaters as a kid because I think I was only like nine. I was nine when it came it was out. Ninety six. It came. Ninety six. Yeah. yeah. So I was nine. But uh, when that came to, that was when we still had HBO. I remember that summer it was on, or the next summer, however long it took to get to HBO, it was on like every yeah. other day, and I watched it. I could recite that whole movie. Uh, Randy Quaid was hysterical, which is kind of <laughs> scary because Randy Quaid has kind of turned into that character in real life now. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. He's, he's yeah. oh man, he's oof, yeah. Wow. There was no acting there, so <laughs> no. But yeah, I, I love the uh, I, I'm pilot. You know, just yeah. stupid. I can and, fly. And, and as pilot. someone who, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Area 51 and like trying to find out what was oh, happening yeah. there. I remember. Um, when we got the internet, one of the first things I printed out was like a redacted map of Area 51. I was like 10. I, what am I going to do with this? But um, I was. So did you just, have the agents show up to your house? I and, did. You know, I did. <laughs> black sedans and black SUVs right. pulled up. Um, but yeah, like like you said, that was such a great movie. The the characters in that movie are just so memorable. And again, it's a big, dumb action movie. If you go in knowing that, I think some people nowadays expect it to be like, this like uh, literary work of art. And it's like, no, it's it's a fun action movie. Like, no, don't yeah, overthink don't read, it, you know? Right, don't read too much. And we love to deep dive and you yes. know, talk about things. Like, no, 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 just let it be. Let this one be what it is. And, you know? and I... If you know, I always thought it was so stupid. I'm like, why are all these people going on buildings? Then they're all getting blown up, you know, by the <laughs> aliens. But if the pandemic has taught me anything over the last year and a half, I it makes perfect sense why people yep. would do that. So, yep. um, yeah, great movie, great characters. <laughs> um, what I would recommend is do not see the site, the sequel that came out like I have, four years I, ago. I actually haven't seen that yet. It's to really, tell you the truth, really that's what bad. I've heard. Because I think you told me that. I think yes. Vinny might have also told Eric me. Eric and I went thing, to go so. see it in theaters. Yeah, no good. Not uh, good. No, mm, really mm-hmm. dumb. Uh, they set up. There was supposed to be a third one, and uh, oh. I think that got canceled because the second one did so bad. <laughs> and I was nope. really upset that Will Smith didn't want to be in it. And then I saw it, and I said, "Yeah, good call, Will." Yeah, I probably saw that script. Was like, "Nope, nope." So. But uh, yeah, great, great. That first one's a great movie. So good pick. Uh, good pick. Right? Awesome. All right. My number four. Uh, oddly enough, my health teacher showed us this video in freshman year of high school. Uh, and the, the tie into health class, it's there, but it wasn't we didn't do anything with it after it was just like, hey, we're going to watch this movie because it, it covers the curriculum. I'm like, OK, and I had never seen this movie before. So my number four is. The Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfus classic. What about Bob? Uh, <laughs> I kid you not. We watched that in health class, freshman year of high school. You know, I, I mean, okay. I, I, I get. I I, 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 I didn't see that one come. No. So, uh, and I remember our the health co- the health teacher was our our football coach, and he was kind of a strange dude. But he's like, all right, we're gonna watch. What about Bob? Because it's gonna teach you about obsessive compulsive disorder. And I was going to ask what what was he showing you? I guess okay. for the for the OCD tendencies of, of Bill Murray's character, but that was uh, part of health. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. I don't remember learning about any of that. O- OCD no, I don't think class. we actually talked about it. I think he just didn't. <laughs> I think he had like, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a big game and he was working on his playbook or something for football that week. But <laughs> and he had the he had the VHS. He's like, it was so. it was a VHS tape. I can guarantee you that <laughs> that was in our high school. They still had to wheel in the giant uh, TV. Oh, on, yeah. Uh, on rollers. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a great movie. I love Bill Murray. Uh, Richard Dreyfus plays a great asshole in that movie. Um Bill Murray's hysterical. Uh, it's just a great, you know, it takes place during the summer. They're at, again, they're at their like lake house as well. Um, just a lot of fun. And it's Bill Murray doing his Bill Murray thing. So you, you can't ask for much more than that. Nope. But uh, that is my number four. What about Bob? Good call. What a, <laughs> I like your list, Justin. Yeah, I think I'm trying to go diverse. Very unique. Mm-hmm. Very unique. All right. So my number three. I know you really like this movie, Justin. I don't know if you put it on your list, though, because it's just. You could just say it's right before summer technically sure. uh, starts or whatever. Okay. Because it technically starts at the uh, end of a school year. Sure. But I'm going to go with Ferris Bueller's Day Ooh, Off. Good choice. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Um, you know, what What can I say? Just a great classic John Hughes, Chicago classic. Mm-hmm. Um, blowing off school. The character, if you haven't seen the movie, go see that movie. Yes. Um, my favorite character of that movie is Edward R. Rooney Dean of <laughs> students. The line, you know, not, I mean, leaving aside the hilarious scene where Jennifer Gray, you know, playing, his, I forget his yes. sister's name. Uh, kicks him in kicks the face. Shit, yeah, just kicks the shit out of him in the house. But when <laughs> the flower delivery man drops oh, off the flowers. Louis, uh, played by Louie Anderson. Yes, that's right. Played by Louie Anderson. Right. I forgot about that. Yep. Um, you know, from the from the faculty and staff, and he honks the horn. Dirt, 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 dirt. He gets them. Yeah. <laughs> and then Poochie Poochie Poochie, look what Uncle Ed has for you, little fucker. <laughs> I remember I remember the first time I saw that movie was on WGN and they blo- they like oh, they like digitally yeah. imposed the 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 finger so i'm like why is he making a fist mom and she's like i don't know i don't know (laughs) but oh god that is that is such a great movie yeah the there are so many good things to say about that movie i have i have a ferris bueller movie poster in my classroom and the kids the kids there the first the first couple of weeks they're like what's that movie i'm like oh it's my favorite movie of all time it's a great movie and then they'll go and watch it and they'll be like Mr. McWay, why do you like a movie about a kid who skips school? I'm like, uh, don't think too hard about it, guys. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, don't don't read too much. Don't read too much it, into it. It's just a good movie. But yeah, completely yeah, agree just, with you. Just the <laughs> and I actually um if you remember the um when they dropped the Ferrari off at the parking yes. uh, garage, um there's the uh there's the two there's the two guys. Uh, one yes. of them I know was in the movie Platoon, I forget the actor's name. But the um, African American fella actually went to uh, son, or well, I went to went to school with his son. Actually, really, that's uh, awesome. Growing up or whatever, he's like, yeah, baby, we gotta do this again. You know that yeah. that guy. Yep. So um, exactly when they take when they take the joy ride around there. So uh, that was uh, <laughs> another favorite uh, part of the movie. But you know, you can't you, you struggle to find a part you don't like in that movie. No, that make no, you smile it, or whatever. It used to get me so angry. There was a guy on WGN Radio I used to listen to. He did overnights, and he was like the movie critic, and that was like his most hated movie he said that is the dumbest movie and you know what? Like, i don't get so, that you know what it i i don't see it but he's not the only one i've heard like that yeah. movie just doesn't work for some people yeah he's like see... oh he's he's such an unlikable character i'm like well well you know what some yeah. people some people don't don't gravitate or don't get and i don't i mean i'm not 
you know, I don't like all coming of age stuff no, or whatever, no. but this one, this one just, you know, clicked for me. Yeah, probably because I saw it at a young age. We also got to watch it. I remember we had to sign a permission slip of when I had my eighth grade graduation. Wow. Which I barely, which I barely made it through that, by the way, uh, grade wise. Um, but uh, we got to watch that in the uh, school auditorium, the whole movie. Wow. Uncensored I'm surprised. And so that was always uh, that was always a lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah, uh, that, that's but, just a great movie. And another movie I could pick up anywhere. You know, I could be. Oh, on, yeah. I don't see it on television very often. But, you know, if it happened to come on in the middle of a scene, it's like one of those movies you could you know pick up right there. That is one movie I. I think I could probably recite recite that whole movie line for line. Yeah. How many times I've seen that movie. Yeah, absolutely. No, And I think, too, like one of the reasons I like it so much is is a kid. Ferris Bueller did all the stuff I wanted to do, but wouldn't do because it was wrong. You know what I mean? Like skipping school, sneaking into all these things. Right. I was totally I was a Cameron Fry. Like I had friends who were more (laughs) more advantageous or adventurous. And I was just like, nope, I'm just going to do my thing. You know, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, but uh, yeah, no, that's a great pick. uh, Great pick, uh, Greg. So excellent. All right. My number three. Another uh, John Candy flick, uh, The Great Outdoors. I <laughs> love call. love that movie. Uh, Dan Aykroyd plays such an asshole in that movie. You just hate his character. He's such a dick. Roman, I can't remember what his last name is, but um, Roman something. But anyway, I'm going to have to check out your list. I Your list so far, Justin, are movies I've seen, but not in a while. So yeah, movies yeah. I have to revisit for sure. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> one of my buddies, uh, my buddy John, uh, that stood up in my wedding. I've known him since middle school. Actually, he was the one that told me to watch this, and I went went to like Hollywood Video to rent it. Obviously, in like 2000, because you know <laughs> it's always going to be there. Nobody's rented right. that movie out since then. But uh, yeah, like you know, there's so many good scenes that whether at the steakhouse and John Candy eats the old 96er, and he's got to eat all the gristle and fat. Uh, there's the, my favorite scene is when they, they rent this, the jet boat and, uh, he's trying to show his kid how to water ski and he ends up getting taken out to water ski and he's hitting all these things. And the fact that the the name of the boat is suck my wake, which I just find out hilarious. (laughs) Our family friends who, uh, live up in Wisconsin near my parents, their, their last boat they had on the side, suck my wake. They had a graphic (laughs) made for it. But, uh, yeah, there's the scenes with the bear, you know, they shoot the bear, they shoot the ass (laughs) off the bear, the fur, um, John Candy's just awesome. I I love that guy as an actor. I think he did a great job. So that is my number three, The Great Outdoors. Good call. Good call. All right. Your number two. (laughs) I I have to I have to revisit. Yeah, I would I would that one's it's been a while since I've seen that one. I am uh, loving your list. (laughs) A lot of good memories with that one. All right. We're boiling down here. Getting close to the end. Number two, one. One of my all-time favorites, Vacation. Chevy oh, Chase's great movie! The original, great movie. Came out in '83, uh, I think it was. Sounds about but, right. Um, saw it as saw it as a kid. You know, trekking across, you know, across the United States to get to Wally World mm-hmm. in California. Another movie based out of uh, Chicago. Chicago. Harold yep. Ramis, uh, I think, was the one that uh, directed it. I believe I, that sounds um, right. But anyway, yeah, just, you know, Chevy Chase, you know, doing his thing. Yeah, doing his thing. Um, It's it's just one of just. Yeah. John Candy. John Candy. Also, the security security guard before before, I think before he was more uh, he wasn't as well known then. Parks closed, folks. (laughs) Mushroom told (laughs) you. And just all the crap. 
they have mm-hmm. to, you know, to deal with. Endure. I mean, in the middle of the movie, you got Randy Quaid as cousin Eddie right there. You yes. get to meet him, and you won't actually see him again till Vegas vacation. So, right, or, right. No, I'm sorry, Christmas, Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just you know, Eugene Eugene Levy playing the car car salesman. Oh yeah, that's right in the beginning. Guys, yeah, you forget we're in. Oh, the that movie. car is so ugly. And just yeah, the family the family truckster, truckster metallic yeah. P. No, I ordered an Arctic blue. So, <laughs> I mean, just uh, <laughs> I love that they they haul Aunt Edna's dead body on the roof of the station yes, wagon. Yes, and drop drop drops him off at a yeah. cousin Normie's. You know, yes. so you left his yes. dead mother. On his front porch in the rain, I'm sure he <laughs> won't trash mind. Bag, yeah. so, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pick. So, uh, yeah, I just love, you know, I think a lot of dads can feel when, you know, he's been in the car too long. Yeah. And just kind of snap. <laughs> um, so uh, that's a good pick. Just uh, just uh, just a just a great movie. I think Christmas Vacation is still my favorite. Vacation that's definitely movie, my favorite. But, uh, it's yeah. like um, it's like. One A and one B, exactly, and yeah, great, great summer movie. Did you see the Vacation remake that came out like a handful of years ago? I did. I did not like it. Didn't like it. No. No, Okay. I did not like it. I feel like I liked parts of it. I thought the ending was really dumb, but Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was going to be worse. I think my expectations were so low going. Oh, really? That's why I didn't mind it. But I could definitely see why people don't like it. Yeah, no, I didn't care for it at all. Um. All right. Good pick. Very good pick there. My number two. Uh. We are a baseball podcast after all. So uh-huh. summer, I got to go with the Sandlot. Ah, there it is. That is one it. of my favorite movies. <laughs> um, I, I still remember renting that movie as a kid uh, and loving it. Uh, just the fact that it takes place that whole summer. There's the awesome, you know, fireworks scene during the 4th of July where they're playing baseball in the uh, in the Sandlot with the fireworks, keeping the light going for them. Uh James Earl Jones is awesome. Is his character? You got the Beast is the dog. Dennis Leary actually really good in that movie, playing the stepdad. I really yeah, liked him as that. That's right. Yeah, I thought um, that was Dennis Leary. Yeah, yeah. So just a a fun fun movie. That was kind of like my introduction to baseball a little bit when I was a kid. Um, Benny the Jet. I know we've talked about Sandlot before. The ending's kind of silly when he's he's trying to steal home. I think right, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, great movie. Oh, well, yeah, well, we can we can let that one go. I great guess, movie. I but, love uh, the 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 pool scene with Squints, and he he takes his <laughs> he makes his move on the uh, lifeguard, you know. And then I love one of my favorite things about movies, and this is a silly thing, but I love when they give you like the little sidebar of what happened to each character at the end. And Sa- that, yeah. Sandlot does that, which I loved. I think one of the characters they're like, oh, he got really into the '60s, and we never heard from him again. Like that just cracked me up as a kid. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I think yeah. I mean that that's the thing that kind of you know speaks to everyone, anyone's childhood who grew up playing baseball with their friends. You know, yeah. always you know your whole summer was outside. You know, I mean, I know it definitely appeals to me because that was how it was for us, you know, right. growing up pretty much. So, right. and in Chicago, there's not too many places to play. So no. any kind of patch of grass that you can find. That's what you're doing. When the park is full. That's where you're playing. You can exactly. just make it work. So, yeah, no, good call. It was an honorable mention. It was actually okay. going to be number. It, it was it was that in between license to kill um to sneak into five and you know of course i can't help myself you gotta go with the bond i gotta, gotta go, go with, with the bond, bond movie, but sandlot no excellent good choice all right there, all right so. cool all right what's your number two greg uh my number oh no we're down to number one now oh we, we are yeah that's right sorry we're down to so, your number one this number is the big one one i wonder 
I was thinking, what would your number one be? Do you have any idea what mine is? I have no clue what yours is. Okay, I, I don't know where we're. I don't know where we're at with our number ones, but mine is arguably one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, um, definitely in my could be in my definitely top ten, possibly my top five favorite movies of all time is Jaws. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. I I will admit, Greg, I have never seen Jaws all the way through. Still to this day. I have never seen it all the way through. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you really want Jaws in the second half when they go out to see with, uh, you know, Brody, Quint, mm-hmm. and Hooper. You know, so I mean, <laughs> I love that character though. Robert, I've seen of it. Robert Shaw, who plays uh, Quint, is just is just phenomenal yeah. in that movie. My favorite character, the whole speech aboard the USS Indianapolis, <laughs> you know, just his drunken antics, his yep. yelling, his just his just his ways, his jokes, his singing. Yeah. I mean, Robert Shaw is just the man. Former Bond villain, by the way. I did not know that. Right there. Very good in that movie. Uh, my three favorite movies that he's in are The Sting from Russia with Love and Jaws. Mm-hmm. And just, just, I mean, the first half of that movie is great, but the there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of slow parts. There's a yeah. lot of, you know, exposition. There's a lot of explaining what's going on. Um, but overall, real when you get to the second half, when you finally head out to sea and they're hunting the great white down, I mean, yeah, it is just That's some when of the it most hits, fun. Yeah. And then it hits that, and then it like I said, like I said before, when he gives the speech about the Indianapolis, I mean, that is one of the darkest, oh yeah, know, creepiest movie scenes. Well, you're just so you're like locked into it. Yeah. That's a testament to Robert Shaw's acting right there. Um, just just another one of those movies that I could just watch anytime, pick it up from anywhere. Yeah. And then I see it on and that's it. I'm that's it. it the rest of the way through. That's it. I mean, just a summer tear. I mean, it never it just amazes never, me it, that it was PG, but I know they didn't have PG 13 at that point. I, yeah, I don't know how they <laughs> nowadays they don't they don't get away. No, get away no, no, that. no. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it freaks so many people out of the water at yeah. that time. Um it never really did it to me, but it's like always something I think about. It's always in the back of your mind, right? There's always a shark swimming around out here. And when I was in Mexico, uh not for for uh, my wedding but before that back in like 07 mm-hmm. did see i did actually see a live um tiger shark Ooh. out on a swimming out on a reef right there so it was uh it was pretty crazy but you know just something you know that it's just one of those movies that you'll never kind of forget you never forget it once no. you saw it you know so but like i said one of my all-time favorite movies and definitely my favorite summer movie that's so. a that's a really good pick yeah that's one of those ones where i mean i've seen probably all the I've seen most of it. I mean, the rest I've picked up through like osmosis, right? Like it's, it's so ingrained in the culture, you know, between like the theme and, and just everything, you know, that goes along with it. But yeah, that's a great. And there's been, there's been a lot of rumors lately or like fake news articles about Spielberg possibly doing a reboot. Oh, geez. I mean, these, these reboot things, I mean, these kind of like these softer reboots where you just kind of, you know, you don't the remake key points, it, right? Yeah. You don't remake it, but you just kind of re re-energize it a little bit yeah. or something. 
I mean, that's something you can really stay away from too. I kind of, I would like to leave Jaws, you know, kind of preserved the way it is right now. So. My, uh, my one friend, John, the same one that, you know, told me to go rent great outdoors. Yeah. Uh, he is probably the biggest Jaws fan I know. Oh, that um, is awesome. To the point where, uh, back, gosh, I was probably 23, maybe. 22 23 anyway um he found or he knew of there was a jaws themed bar out by us where we grew up it was like 111th and ridgeland i want to say it was in in worth um really and so i met him there uh we we met with a group of friends there i think it was like black wednesday would have been black wednesday right yeah before thanksgiving and we went there um and it was literally they had all the jaws movie posters on the wall like jaws one two jaws 3d which i heard was awful <laughs> i think is there a jaws four there's a jaws the revenge jaws revenge of jaws yeah which so might be all one of the worst posters. movies ever made they had like all this like <laughs> sea aquatic themed stuff hung up and then they had a real shark cage on the bar that you could oh, really? like, get in if you wanted to um it was strange. And then needless to say, that was the one and only time I was ever there because then it, it closed very quickly. Oh, thereafter. No, did it? Oh. Yes. This was like back in like 2009, maybe something like oh, that. Oh, okay. But uh, I will never forget. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the Sharks bar. And then he's like, yeah, it closed. So oh, pour one no. out for the, I can't remember what the bar was called, but uh, yeah. So it is just ingrained well, in if our I ever, culture. If I ever meet your friend, John, I would, we can do, uh, we can do, um, you know, jaws lines again. You will, <laughs> can do you the will, quinta. Uh, you'll see him Saturday when we have everybody over, Greg. So. Oh, perfect. So there you there go. You go. So you does he, jo- listen, does he jaws listen to off. the podcast? Uh, I'll have to ask him. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, to, we'll say he got Baseball mentioned multiple what? times. Like, okay. So I'll tell him about it. <laughs> All right. My number one, you probably know, uh, I didn't say anything when you mentioned it, but my number one is my favorite movie of all time. Ferris Bueller's day off. Um, like I said, is. I have movie poster <laughs> of it in my, in my classroom. I have a movie poster of it in my basement along with some <laughs> other movie posters. Um, I still remember seeing that when I was in grade school and getting nervous that that's how high school was going to be, that there was all these, you know, <laughs> the coach making you run in a golf, when he's in a golf, Dude, he's in a golf car, yeah, doing and that, that freaks me out, but I love the movie. And then I got to high school and I'm like, yeah, there's not, this isn't like, that's not like high school. They, they didn't make us run at all in high school. Um, and then I got to college and I kind of looked back fondly on it. And now when I think back, I'm like my first year teaching those kids are way past high school now it's kind of kind of depressing <laughs> but um yeah love that movie it made me you know want to go do all those things in chicago we actually took a trip uh one year uh with my friend john and his wife and erica mm-hmm. uh and we we literally did all the things they did in ferris bueller we went to the we went to the sears tower we went to um well, we didn't go to a game at Wrigley, but we've all been to games at Wrigley. Yeah. But we tried to we tried to hit every single thing they did. We went to the Art Institute where they go to the, the Art, Art Institute. Institute. Yeah, we, we have, I don't know if that restaurant. We did not uh, eat really pancreas exists. at yeah. Shea, Shea Key or Shea Louis or whatever it was. Oh, that um, word? <laughs> yes, but uh, we we did all that, and then also another cool thing. Um, I can't remember if it was for the 25th anniversary or the had to have been for the 25th anniversary. They actually um they set up a screen on the on the um infield uh, at Wrigley and they projected the movie and we went and watched it uh, Erica oh, that and is with cool. Lynn and Vince yeah, yeah, and we yeah. watched it. That was awesome. Um, so many good one-liners. Like I said, I, I love Cameron's character. I think he he's my favorite character in that yeah. whole movie. And you know, everything about Ferris Bueller, I'm just a huge fan of the Ferrari. 
Uh, I still, any video game I play where you can customize the license plate in a racing game, I always put nervous as the license plate, just like uh, Cameron's dad <laughs> had on the Ferrari. Um, yeah, just a, a great movie. Like I was saying, my favorite scene at the end where Bruni gets on the bus makes me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> want a gummy bear they're really warm they've been in my pocket all day. they've been in my pocket they're all warm and something he just flicks it yeah and then he rooney, looks up at that rooney eats it on the top of the bus it. so um yeah I, I i there's so many good things to say about that movie it's just a perfect uh you know snapshot of what the 80s i imagine what the 80s were like because when i was living in the 80s i was too young to remember any of it so um yeah really? great music great music in that movie too oh yeah for sure you know, really quick, just I think I told you this a couple of years ago, you know, at work, you know, there's a men's room with the cork board above the urinal where we all put up stupid shit or write stupid okay. shit up there. And I wrote the question or I, I wrote the lines, um, you know, it's the cut, you know, during the Cubs game, you know, what's the score? Nothing you know, the nothing. Kid, nothing to nothing. Then I wrote who's winning and I write right answer there. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, Nothing to nothing. Well, no one's winning. It's tight. You know, all these stupid oh, generic no. answers. I'm like, what's going on? And then finally, finally, I go back like a week later and someone there writes in, you know, capital letters, the bears. The bears. So I love that scene. That's finally such a good someone scene. got that one. Such so a good that, was, scene. that was great. Even small little moments like that, you know. So. Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. For the longest right. time, I thought there was a real guy named Abe Froman. And I, do I not did too. There is, so. I did too. But, uh, but yeah, uh, great, great movie. Greg, you got any honor, any other honor? mentions you want to mention before we wrap up oh well, i mentioned the sandlot yes I, oh gosh you know i probably do mm-hmm. oh nothing's nothing's, nothing's jumping, jumping out mind. nothing's jumping out right now okay. so what about you did you have yeah uh... i had i had three so i had independence oh, okay. day independence day was one oh, good, good, it was good. almost on my list um the second one I had was American Pie 2, just because they go, yep. they rent a, a cottage for the summer, which doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense that a bunch of high schoolers got to rent a cottage. I don't know how that works, but uh, I suppose it could. I made for a movie and I'm, I love yep. those American Pie movies. The last two, I think, are my favorite, though, just because of being more of an adult now. Yeah. Uh, the wedding and the reunion. The reunion one's really good. It cracks me up every time. But my last one uh, has a former cu- couple Mighty Ducks in it, and that is Heavyweight's. Where yeah. they go to fat camp, uh, <laughs> yep. and uh, Ben Stiller takes over the camp and turns it into like a prison camp where he's trying to get them to lose weight so he can make money and yeah. market the camp. So yeah. that's a great, I love that movie. I that's another Good one call. I was so happy when I saw. I think it's on Disney Plus now, I want to say. Oh, is it? Um, oh, I think. To... I think. Okay. And I watched it again recently, and I'm like, oh, this still holds up. It's still good. It's still good. So uh, I actually have yeah. one. I actually have one honorable mention. I don't sure. know when you said camp. That made me, you know, when you mentioned heavyweights, and you said camp. That made me think of another. And I know this this would not find its way uh, anywhere near your list, uh, Justin. But maybe your wife's list. If uh, okay. Erica did a top, oh, five. I know where you're but going I'm going to make Friday the Thirteenth. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> Camp Crystal yeah. Lake, right there in the middle of summer. Have so, not seen that uh, movie either. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite favorite horror movies, the original. So that's with, uh, that, that's that with a, Jason, right? Uh, that's with Mrs. Uh, Voorhees oh, okay. as, the, uh, as the killer. Right, um, right. That one. And then Jason just pops out of the lake there at the end. Little young, gotcha. you know, deformed Jason. So, yeah. uh, well, thank yeah, you. Great, uh, great, uh, 
great movie. Great Good movie. stuff. I, I, I recommend it, Justin. You should watch it. Uh, well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I'll, I'll get through the Bond movies first before we start moving Ooh, on to yeah. uh, the oh, scary movies. So. Can, I, can I just watch those with you, Justin? Sure. I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll, hey. try, I'll try to be silent. Grad school's over. I got nothing but time now. Watch this. Watch what he's going to do. You'd be like, really? That was it? That so. was it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that'd be fun. This, but, guy, uh, this guy's really playing James Bond. He's like 60, for God's <laughs> sake. We're like, well, well that's Roger Moore. What I can, can I see say? his walker <laughs> off the camera. <laughs> he pretty much could. So, oh, God. He actually had to have, oh, God, here we go. He actually, for one of his movies, he actually had to be on skis, but they had to do back project, or they had to actually pull him along while they keep him stable, while they kept him stable. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because they yeah. couldn't do a back projection. So he's there being towed. But, you know, he's not actually skiing. They're just kind of like he's got a harness on. They're just yeah. kind of pulling him while yeah. they're in the background skiing for real. So oh, if that yeah. gives you kind of any, any indication on where he was towards the end of his Bond career. But yes, it right, does. I'll leave it right. Yes, there. it does. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, um, if you would like to write in, tell us what your favorite uh, summer movies are. Tell us what your favorite Simpsons characters are. You can email us at baseball and whatever at gmail.com or post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash baseball and whatever, or tweet us at baseball and what, or Instagram us or grandma's Insta us. I don't even know what you say there, but uh, yeah, at baseball what and whatever. For that. And if you'd prefer to use our new fancy dandy free uh, website, it is baseball and whatever dot weebly W E E B L Y dot com. And you can awesome. find all our videos on there. You can contact us. You can do whatever you want on there as well. Um, last bit of housekeeping. I think maybe this week or in the coming weeks, I was lucky enough. I don't think I mentioned this on the last show. I don't think I did. Um, I was on a podcast uh, called The Gamer Looks at 40, uh, and I was interviewed by Bill. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, pretty much what he's doing is he's doing a bunch of different interviews, just talking about you know, people our age in their early to mid thirties approaching 40 and just how, you know, video games have kind of shaped our life. So he interviewed me and we talked all about what it was like to have a uh, computer that could play PC games in the early nineties before, you know, the internet was started. So we talked about doom and Duke Nukem and um, a couple other things in there. So, and apparently uh, if you've ever heard of the game mega race, he was also a huge fan of too, which I have never heard of anyone who even knew that that game was, but that was one of my favorite games growing up. So I do not know mega race. Yeah. Oh, well, you're going to hear all about it when I can't, I can't wait to leave. It's not out yet, yet, but I am dying to hear this interview. Yeah, it it should be. I would assume in the coming weeks, I know he's kind of doing it a pretty cool and unique way where he's splicing different interviews together based on the topic that they focused on. So uh, I will definitely be tweeting when that uh, releases so people can check that out. Um, Otherwise, that's all I got. I know we got some more consider them slimed coming up. Greg, you want to share any updates on that? Yeah, like I mentioned on the previous one, I was away for a couple of days, but uh, we're going to try and uh, do um, another, uh, what is it, a third edition, a part three of the video, the infamous video game backlog. And I thought we had gotten the worst of the worst (laughs) or the best of the best, Uh I guess, in this case, out of the way. But, oh, man, things are things are not looking good. And. To my credit, though, Justin, you and I did play some Mario Golf. We online. did. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I forgot we should mention that 
was it our second match? We played like four matches or yeah, something I like that. I think you our, won three of them, right? Our, our, it was it the second one where we were tied on the last hole? And then I... And you sank a wow. birdie? Yeah. And I, I sank an eagle putt eagle. to win the yeah. game from the fringe of the green. Yep. Couldn't believe it, but... That was awesome. What a fun game that is. So Mario Golf will not be on my list, but okay. there are other well, that's games good. that are. And it, ooh, oh, well, I'll save it for the episode. Awesome. Um, we'll look forward to that. So Very cool. All right. So like I said, if you want to get a hold of us, contact us. And uh, I'm sure next week we'll come up with another topic. We'll, we'll have to, well, maybe we can, uh, oh, you know what maybe we could do? Maybe we could have Vinny like pre-tape a couple things uh, if we know what we're going to talk about in advance. And then we could play those while... Uh, while we record just to you hear that Vinny send in some sound bites, get our, get our Vinny fix, you know, yes, so a little bit been away too long. Yes. Too long, so, so, uh, on that note, I hope everyone has a great weekend coming up. Hope everyone had a safe 4th of July. Didn't blow off any fingers and, uh, yeah, that's all <laughs> I got. So, uh, stay safe. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take it easy guys. All right. Good night. everyone.